0: You're listening to season two of the Lifting Her Voice podcast. This is episode number 96, and today we'll read 2 Samuel chapters 4 through 7 together. Saul's son is assassinated, and David is not happy about it. David is finally crowned king. He and his wife Michael have a tiff when he moves the ark of God to the city of David. And the Lord makes a covenant with the son of Jesse. Welcome to the Lifting Her Voice podcast, Season 2. I'm your host, Joy Miller, and I invite you to grab your Bible and join me from the beginning, simply reading God's Word together. We built some spiritual muscles in 2020 with just the New Testament, but this year we're going all out, cover to cover, Old Testament and New, so whether with your first cup in the morning, your commute to work, or as the last thing on your mind before sleep, God's Word will equip you for every good work. I'm really glad you're here. 2 Samuel chapter 4 when Saul's son ish heard that Abner had died in Hebron, he gave up and all Israel was dismayed. Saul's son had two men who were leaders of raiding parties, one named Baana and the other Rechab, sons of Rimen the Be'erothite of the Benjaminites. Be'eroth is also considered part of Benjamin, and the Be'erothites fled to Gittaim. And still reside there as aliens today. Saul's son Jonathan had a son whose feet were crippled. He was five years old when the report about Saul and Jonathan came from Jezreel. His nanny picked him up and fled, but as she was hurrying to flee, he fell and became lame. His name was Mephibosheth. Recab and Baana, the sons of Rimmon the Bearethite, Set out and arrived at Ishbosheth's house during the heat of the day while the king was taking his midday nap. They entered the interior of the house as if to get wheat and stabbed him in the stomach. Then Rechab and his brother Baana escaped. They had entered the house while Ishbosheth was lying on his bed in his bedroom and stabbed and killed him. They removed his head, took it, and traveled by way of the Araba all night. They brought Ishbosheth's head to David at Hebron and said to the king, "Here's the head of Ishbosheth, son of Saul, your enemy, who intended to take your life. Today, the Lord has granted vengeance to my lord the king against Saul and his offspring." But David answered Rechab and his brother Banna, sons of Rimen, the Bearethite, As the Lord lives, the one who has redeemed my life from every distress, when the person told me, Look, Saul is dead, he thought he was a bearer of good news, but I seized him and put him to death at Ziklag. That was my reward to him for his news. How much more when wicked men kill a righteous man in his own house on his own bed. So now should I not require his blood from you and purge you from the earth? So David gave orders to the young men, and they killed Rechab and Baana. They cut off their heads and feet and hung their bodies by the pool in Hebron. But they took ish head and buried it in Abner's tomb in Hebron. Second Samuel chapter 5 All the tribes of Israel came to David at Hebron and said, Here we are, your own flesh and blood. Even while Saul was king over us, you were the one who led us out to battle and brought us back. The Lord also said to you, You will shepherd my people Israel, and you will be ruler over Israel. So all the elders of Israel came to the king at Hebron. King David made a covenant with them at Hebron in the Lord's presence, and they anointed David king over Israel. David was thirty years old when he began his reign. He reigned forty years. In Hebron he reigned over Judah seven years and six months, and in Jerusalem he reigned thirty-three years over all Israel and Judah. The king and his men marched to Jerusalem against the Jebusites who inhabited the land. The Jebusites had said to David, You will never get in here. Even the blind and lame can repel you, thinking, David can't get in here. Yet David did capture the stronghold of Zion, that is, the city of David. He said that day, Whoever attacks the Jebusites must go through the water shaft to reach the lame and the blind who are despised by David. For this reason it is said the blind and the lame will never enter the house. David took up residence in the stronghold, which he named the City of David. He built it up all the way around from the supporting terraces inward. David became more and more powerful, and the Lord God of armies was with him. King Hiram of Tyre sent envoys to David. He also sent cedar logs, carpenters, and stonemasons, and they built a palace for David. Then David knew that the Lord had established him as king over Israel and had exalted his kingdom for the sake of his people Israel. After he arrived from Hebron, David took more concubines and wives from Jerusalem and more sons and daughters were born to him. These were the names of those born to him in Jerusalem, Shammuah, Shobab, Nathan, Solomon, Ibhar, Elishua, Nepheg, Japhia, Elishamah, Eliada, and Ephelet. When the Philistines heard that David had been anointed king over Israel, they all went in search of David, but he heard about it and went down to the stronghold. So the Philistines came and spread out in the Rephaim Valley. Then David inquired of the Lord, Should I attack the Philistines? Will you hand them over to me? The Lord replied to David, Attack, for I will certainly hand the Philistines over to you. So David went to baal Perazim and defeated them there, and said, Like a bursting flood, the Lord has burst out against my enemies before me. Therefore, he named that place, The Lord Bursts Out. The Philistines abandoned their idols there, and David and his men carried them off. The Philistines came up again and spread out in Rephaim Valley. So David inquired of the Lord, and he answered, do not attack directly, but circle around behind them and come at them opposite the balsam trees. When you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the balsam trees, act decisively, for then the Lord will have gone out ahead of you to strike down the army of the Philistines. So David did exactly as the Lord commanded him, and he struck down the Philistines all the way from Geba to Gezer. 2 Samuel chapter 6. David again assembled all the fit young men in Israel, 30,000. He and all his troops set out to bring the Ark of God from Baali, Judah. The Ark bears the name, the name of the Lord of armies, who is enthroned between the cherubim. They set the Ark of God on a new cart and transported it from Abinadab's house, which was on the hill. Uzzah and Ahio, sons of Aminadab, were guiding the cart and brought it with the ark of God from Abinadab's house on the hill. Ahio walked in front of the ark. David and the whole house of Israel were dancing before the Lord with all kinds of firwood instruments, lyres, harps, tambourines, sistrums, and symbols. When they came to Nakon's threshing floor, Uzzah reached out to the Ark of God and took hold of it because the oxen had stumbled. Then the Lord's anger burned against Uzza, and God struck him dead on the spot for his irreverence, and he died there next to the Ark of God. David was angry because of the Lord's outburst against Uzzah so he named that place Outburst Against Uzza, as it is today. David feared the Lord that day and said, How can the ark of the Lord ever come to me? So he was not willing to bring the ark of the Lord to the city of David. Instead, he diverted it to the house of Obed-Edom of Gath. The ark of the Lord remained in his house three months, and the Lord blessed Obed-Edom and his whole family. It was reported to King David, The Lord has blessed Obed-Edom's family and all that belongs to him because of the Ark of God. So David went and had the Ark of God brought up from Obed-Edom's house to the city of David with rejoicing. When those carrying the Ark of the Lord advanced six steps, he sacrificed an ox and a fattened calf. David was dancing with all his might before the Lord, Wearing a linen ephod. He and the whole house of Israel were bringing up the ark of the Lord with shouts and the sound of the ram's horn. As the ark of the Lord was entering the city of David, Saul's daughter Michael looked down from the window and saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord, and she despised him in her heart. They brought the ark of the Lord and set it in its place inside the tent. David had pitched for it. Then David offered burnt offerings and fellowship offerings in the Lord's presence. When David had finished offering the burnt offering and the fellowship offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord of armies. Then he distributed a loaf of bread, a date cake, and a raisin cake to each one in the entire Israelite community, both men and women. Then all the people went home. When David returned home to bless his household, Saul's daughter, Michael, came out to meet him. How the king of Israel honored himself today, she said. He exposed himself today in the sight of the slave girls of his subjects like a vulgar person would expose himself. David replied to Michael, It was before the Lord who chose me over your father and his whole family to appoint me ruler over the Lord's people Israel. I will dance before the Lord, and I will dishonor myself and humble myself even more. However, by the slave girls you spoke about, I will be honored. And Saul's daughter Michael had no child to the day of her death. Second Samuel Chapter 7 When the king had settled into his palace and the Lord had given him rest on every side from all his enemies, the king said to the prophet Nathan, Look, I am living in a cedar house while the ark of God sits inside tent curtains. So Nathan told the king, Go and do all that is on your mind, for the Lord is with you. But that night the word of the Lord came to Nathan. Go to my servant David and say, This is what the Lord says. Are you to build me a house to dwell in? From the time I brought the Israelites out of Egypt until today, I have not dwelled in a house. Instead, I have been moving around with a tent as my dwelling. In all my journeys with all the Israelites have I ever spoken a word to one of the tribal leaders of Israel, whom I commanded to shepherd my people Israel, asking, Why haven't you built me a house of cedar? So now, this is what you are to say to my servant David. This is what the Lord of armies says. I took you from the pasture, from tending the flock, to be ruler over my people Israel. I have been with you wherever you have gone and I have destroyed all your enemies before you. I will make a great name for you like that of the greatest on earth. I will designate a place for my people Israel and plant them so that they may live there and not be disturbed again. Evildoers will not continue to oppress them as they have done ever since the day I ordered judges to be over my people Israel. I will give you rest from all your enemies. The Lord declares to you, the Lord himself will make a house for you. When your time comes and you rest with your ancestors, I will raise up after you your descendant, who will come from your body, and I will establish his kingdom. He is the one who will build a house for my name, and I will establish the throne of his kingdom forever. I will be his father, and he will be my son. When he does wrong, I will discipline him with a rod of men and blows from mortals. But my faithful love will never leave him, as it did when I removed it from Saul, whom I removed from before you. Your house and kingdom will endure before me forever, and your throne will be established forever." Nathan reported all these words and this entire vision to David. Then King David went in, sat in the Lord's presence, and said, Who am I, Lord God, and what is my house that you have brought me this far? What you have done so far was a little thing to you, Lord God, for you have also spoken about your servant's house in the distant future and this is a revelation for mankind, Lord God. What more can David say to you? You know your servant, Lord God. Because of your word and according to your will, you have revealed all these great things to your servant. This is why you are great, Lord God. There is no one like you, and there is no God besides you, as all we have heard confirms. And who is like your people, Israel? God came to one nation on earth in order to redeem a people for himself, to make a name for himself, and to perform for them great and awesome acts, driving out nations and their gods before your people you redeemed for yourself from Egypt. You established your people, Israel, to be your own people forever, and you, Lord, have become their God. Now, Lord God, fulfill the promise forever that you have made to your servant and his house. Do as you have promised, so that your name will be exalted forever, when it is said, The Lord of armies is God over Israel. The house of your servant David will be established before you, since you, Lord of armies, God of Israel, have revealed this to your servant when you said, I will build a house for you. Therefore, your servant has found the courage to pray this prayer to you Lord God, you are God, your words are true, and you have promised this good thing to your servant. Now, please bless your servant's house so that it will continue before you forever. For you, Lord God, have spoken, and with your blessing, Your servant's house will be blessed forever. Again, there is just too much to comment on in these four chapters, so you'll have to chime in with your impressions and revelations. I'm just going to talk about chapter six, which is one of my very favorite moments. I never really noticed it until I started taking kids to camp. Then I was introduced to the story, through a song we used to sing. It was a crazy, wild affair when the kids got up to run around the chapel and be, well, totally undignified. As a matter of fact, the song is called Undignified, best sung, in my opinion, live by the David Crowder band. It's all about David's response to Michael when she gets a little snotty with him for dancing and singing When ushering in the Ark of God, especially in front of the commoners, wow, he cuts her no slack whatsoever. What did you think? Share your thoughts with me at liftinghervoice.com, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Thank you for joining me here today. I pray that by spending time in his word every day, you will be changed.